Hello everyone, today on the show, you are coming with me to the Alps, an amazing mountain range in Europe. Also, of course, we'll visit the Pretendomatic to catch up with Noah, and well, things got a little intense last time. And of course, we'll have Silly Minute, Make Your Mark, Brain Teaser, and so much more. I'm so happy you're joining me here on God's Great Earth. Hello everyone, my name is Rich Aguilera and welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here and I know that we're going to have a great time together because we have so much fun stuff that we're going to talk about. Are you ready? Let's get going. As I do at the beginning of every show, I love to start off with a brain teaser. It sharpens our brains. It's like a little bit of exercise to get us going. (laughs) All right. And of course, my favorite part about this is that you guys are the ones sending them in. So thank you for sending those in. So are you ready? Yes, you are. And the brain teaser that we have for today's episode comes to us from Ethan M. in San Diego, California. Thank you for sending that in, Ethan. Here we go. He says, what can talk but can't whisper? What can talk but can't whisper? Okay, that's pretty good. Thank you, Ethan, for sending that in. We will check out the answer, of course, at the end of our showtime together. But feel free to listen over and over and think over and over. Get your whole family and friends involved to see if you can figure that out. Of course, like I said, if you have a brain teaser that you'd like to send in as well, please go to our website, godsgreatearth.com, and you'll find a little submit form there that you can send those in. Thank you for sending those in. Right now, though, it's time for the greatest adventure. Our God's Great Earth adventure today is called The Truth About Gold. (laughs) So my favorite mountain range in the whole world is the Alps. I just love how they're so pointy and vertical. Wow, when they're covered with the snow, whoo, amazing. So I was driving through Austria with my wife several years ago and I had found the most amazing small winding road that went right through the middle of the Alps. I found myself constantly stopping and taking pictures at every pass and every turn. Now, Innsbruck is one of those cities with an intense Olympic history. The Winter Olympics were held in Innsbruck not only once, but twice. The first time in 1964 and then the second time in 1976. Now, as you walk around the city, you still feel the Olympic pride and presence in the streets, even though it's been so long. We walked around the old town that day. We came to what was told is the most famous square in the city. At one end of the square is a building called the Goldenes Dakel, which means golden roof. (laughs) As you can imagine from the title of the building, it had a big gold roof that covered a balcony where in the 1500s the emperor would come out with his wife to observe the festivals in the square below. We were amazed and dazzled by the amount of gold just sitting there out in the open. Now since I tend to be curious sometimes I set out to find out what the value of that roof was. After all, it's just a ton of gold just sitting there, only 25 feet off the ground. As I learned about the famous gold roof, I soon discovered that the roof 
was made up of 2,738 fire-gilded copper tiles. Wait a second. Copper? Well, what happened to the gold? <laughs> I had been so gold-struck with the roof. When I found out it was really copper, I felt deceived. Have you ever felt deceived? Yeah, the enemy's good at that. I think one of his most famous deceptions is getting people to believe in evolution and that God didn't create you. Remember, the enemy is trying to convince people God isn't even real, which means he has to fool people into believing that incredibly complex things suddenly came to life all by themselves, which is not a scientific idea, and that our immense, complex universe just created itself, plus many other ideas that simply go against logic and science and, of course, the Bible. Jesus warns us in the Bible not to be deceived and always be ready to share the truth with anyone. Matthew 24, 4 says, Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. Alrighty, it's time for our What's It? What is that thing I just heard? Of course, you may have heard a sound sometime and you're trying to figure out what that was. Well, that's what we're going to do here because I have a sound that I'm going to play for you. And your job is to try to see if you can figure out what it was. You can figure this out by yourself, your family, your group, anybody can help you out, whatever you want. But the goal is to listen first and then at the end of the show, I'm going to tell you what the answer was. Now I'm going to give you a little clue today because the sound is going to be from a bird. The question is, what kind of bird? <laughs> All right, here is the sound. Okay, so think about that a little bit. See if you can figure out which kind of bird that was. And then we'll come back later to see if you were right. Well, now is the time of the show to visit the Pretendomatic. Oh, that's my pretend time machine. Of course, you know, Bible characters were real people, but of course, I love to have fun with my Pretendomatic to go back in time and talk to those Bible characters. And we've been talking to Noah, and the last time we visited Noah, the ark door was closing. It was intense. I'm sure they're gonna be super busy for a while, so you know what? I think I'm just gonna program the Pretendomatic to take us back uh, about a year later. All right, let me program it and enter the coordinates. This is incredible. Man, everything is trashed. Whoa, and the ark is way up here on this huge mountain. Oh, and look, the ark door is open and the animals are just coming on out. Whoa, I need to get to the bottom of this. Gotta go talk to Noah. Hey, uh, Noah, Noah. Oh, hello, Rich. <laughs> it's so good to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Wow, I can't believe what I'm seeing here. This is incredible. Incredible is right. It's really a miracle. Yeah, absolutely. Now, wait a minute. Last time we spoke was about a year ago, wasn't it? That's right. I'll never forget that day when all the animals first came on the ark 
Oh, and then God closed the door and shut us into the ark. Sheesh, wow, that sounds kind of scary. <laughs> Being locked up in the dark in a giant boat with tons of wild animals all around you. Uh, well, <laughs> when you say it like that, yeah, it does kind of sound scary. <laughs> but we never really felt scared, because we knew God was there with us every minute. So once the door of the ark closed, what happened next? Oh, well, that's easy. <laughs> nothing. N nothing? <laughs> what do you mean, nothing? Yep, nothing. Because God told us that in seven days, he would send the rain and the floodwaters and all that. Ah, I see. So you guys just hung around in the ark for seven days? Yep, pretty much. Of course, we could hear all the people outside laughing and making jokes and banging on the hull and all that. Wow, well, that wasn't very nice of them. Yeah, well, we knew that would happen, but we just sat tight and waited out the seven days, taking care of the animals and spending time with each other, praying and singing. It was nice. At night, when all those people outside went away, it was way more peaceful. So, on the seventh day, what happened? Oh, well, that's one day we'll never forget. I remember getting up and trying to peek out through the window, and this day was different. Um, how's that? Well, usually the super bright sunlight shone into the ark in the morning at a perfect angle to light up a big part of the inside of the ark. Oh, but not this day. Uh, clouds? Exactly. Uh, not just uh, nice fluffy white clouds either. <laughs> it was these huge, mean-looking, dark gray clouds that covered the sky. I had never seen anything like it in my life. Then what happened? Well, after a little while, we started to hear this strange sound. And we soon figured out that it was huge drops of water pelting on the top of the ark. Oh boy, here comes the rain. Yeah, exactly. And it started to come down hard, like nothing I had ever even imagined before. The animals started getting a little restless, and we did our best to keep them calm. <laughs> that must have been interesting. Oh, it was. The rain got stronger and stronger. The clouds got darker and darker until the most incredibly unexpected thing happened. <laughs> we were totally shocked and couldn't believe or even understand what had just happened. Wow, that sounds intense. I wonder what happened that shocked them. We'll be back in a few minutes to talk to Noah some more. Hello, friends. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd like to invite you to enjoy one of my free books, Firewalkers. Firewalkers is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But, well, it's told in a way that I'm pretty sure you've never experienced before. I would love for you to read it. So, I have a free book offer for you. Just go to godsgreatearth.com and click on Free Book Offer. Hope you enjoy it. 
Well, right now it's time for today's random nature fact. I love honey. God created honeybees to make honey. So have you ever thought how much honey does the average worker honeybee make in her lifetime? <laughs> the answer is going to surprise you. About one twelfth of a teaspoon. That's about the size of a single kernel of corn. Oh, wow, in a lifetime. Typical hives have about 50,000 worker bees to make the honey. Uh, clearly a team effort. So how many flowers must honeybees tap in order to make one pound of honey? <laughs> Ready for this? Two million flowers. <laughs> Yikes, I'm tired already. You might be wondering, is the queen honeybee like in charge of the whole hive? Mm, nope. She's just an egg-laying machine. She can lay up to 3,000 eggs in a day in the spring. Wow. And she lays her own weight in eggs every couple of hours. Double wow. That's amazing. Have you ever wondered how the honeybees actually make the honey? <laughs> oh, this is the gross part. <laughs> the honeybees drink up the nectar from the flowers and store it in a special sack in their throat. And when their sack is full, they fly back to the hive and vomit the nectar into the honeycomb. <laughs> yep, sounds yummy. <laughs> By the way, is anyone in the Bible ever mentioned eating honey? Yep. Matthew 3.4 says that John's clothes were made of camel hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. <laughs> I can deal with the wild honey, but the locust doesn't sound very good. <laughs> All right, it's time for a humor break. It's time for Silly Minute. I've got three great jokes for you today sent in by Rosie in Laurel, Maryland. Thank you for sending those in. Here we go. Why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Because if they flew over the bay, we'd have to call them bagels. <laughs> bagels. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right, here's the next one. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? A satisfactory. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's so funny. All right, here's the last one. <clears throat> What's the best thing about Switzerland? I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. <laughs> oh, that was great. Gotta get those giggles out, right? <laughs> Thank you for sending those in, and remember, if you have some squeaky clean jokes that you would like to also share on the show, just go to the website and submit them there in the form. Have you ever had a friend who thinks they are the center of the world? Everything they talk about has to do with them and what they've done and what they're doing and where they're going. Did you see me play yesterday? I scored two goals. Oh, I got the best grade in the whole class. I like how that hat looks on me. <laughs> During the Dark Ages, everyone believed that the Earth was the center of the universe. Everyone could see that the moon orbited around the Earth, but they also assumed that the sun and the rest of the planets and the stars all orbited the Earth as well. 
In the early 1500s, a man called Nicolaus Copernicus made a startling claim. He said, people, the Earth is not the center of the universe. <laughs> Just think how hard it must have been to make a discovery and realize that the rest of the planet had been wrong all along. <laughs> Copernicus actually said it in a funny way. He said, to know that we know what we know and to know that we do not know what we do not know, that is true knowledge. <laughs> you almost have to say that twice to get it. <laughs> the point is, it takes guts to stand up and shout out the truth. Until the 1500s, people enjoyed thinking that they were the center of the universe, until they found out that they were not. Self-centered people think that they are the center of the universe. But Jesus made it pretty clear that we are to think of others before ourselves. When Jesus came to the earth, he also had to announce a shocking truth to the world. He told them that love and people were the most important things. Okay, let's get back to the Pretendomatic and our talk with Noah. So what happened, Noah? What was that thing that shocked you? Well, I'll never forget it. The eight of us were just all sitting around the dining area of the Ark when all of a sudden we see this incredibly bright flash of light through the window. And then a moment later we hear this incredibly loud sound as if a, a, a mountain fell or something. Ah, lightning. <laughs> Thunder. That's exactly right. We had never experienced lightning and thunder before, so we were pretty startled to hear these sounds coming from outside the ark. Yeah, plus the sounds of the rain pelting the roof. Exactly. Plus, now all the animals were even more nervous than before after that loud crack of thunder. It had become so loud in the ark. Wow. So, did the people outside run away when it started to rain? You know, I'm not really sure. This was a pretty confusing moment. The sounds from outside were so loud, we couldn't hear anything that was going on outside. Although for a moment, one of my boys thought he heard people pounding on the ark door. Pounding on the ark door? Like... To see if you would let them in? Well, I don't know. I guess. Maybe now, all of a sudden, after all those years of warning them about what was going to happen someday, suddenly became real. But you couldn't open the door, right? Well, that's right. God had sealed it shut, and there was nothing that was going to open it. That is, if people were really out there. It was just too loud to know for sure, but it sure made us sad to think that maybe people were out there trying to get in. Huh, I can imagine. But, like you said, it was too late. The door was shut and was not going to open again. Sadly, that was it. So what happened next? Well, believe it or not, we kind of got used to the noise. The pelting rain never let up. It went on and on for days and even weeks. 
the thunder, the lightning, all of it, it would just go on and on. Wow. Day and night, huh? Day and night. It just never stopped. Did any of you count to see how long all that went on? Well, as a matter of fact, yes. One of the boys kept track. It had rained non-stop for 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days and 40 nights? Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, even though it was a little scary, we just kind of got used to it. Every day, more rain. Any idea what was happening outside? Mm, not really. We figured if anyone had been hanging around outside the ark, well, they must have left by now because the rain was just coming down so, so hard. There's just no way people could be out there in that weather. I'm sure you were relieved to be inside the ark. Oh, that's for sure. We praised and thanked God every day for sparing us and for helping me build this giant ark that would save us. So, what happened next? Well, I don't remember exactly which day it was, but when you thought things couldn't get any worse... What? What? What happened? Well, it's kind of hard to describe. Remember how earlier I told you that uh, we were seeing the bright flashes of light and deep cracks of thunder? Yeah? Well, what started happening next was even more unnerving. Even explaining it is hard to do because I had never experienced anything so horrifying like this before in my entire life. Oh my. What is gonna happen next? <laughs> I can't wait to find out in our next episode. Well, in just a minute, we're going to go check out the answer to today's brain teaser. And of course, the what's it, and we're going to see how you do on today's game show. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you're enjoying the show. If you want to enjoy more, and maybe you'd also enjoy being an amazing supporter so that we can continue enjoying making this show for you. If you'd like to partner with us, even if it's just 10 bucks a month, please visit godsgreatearth.com. Any amount of support helps us to grow to the point that we can be fully supported. Okay, everyone, it's journal time. Time to pull out those journals. All you need is a blank book or some blank pages and some space to write down your thoughts. Of course, these thoughts and these things that you write is just between you and God, so make sure you keep that personal. And my journaling question for you today is... Think about a time when you went on perhaps a mission trip or you helped somebody in your community. Write about how that made you feel. By the way, if you're looking for your own special journal to be able to write in, check out our website and get your own copy of the God's Great Earth Journal. All right, everyone, it is now time for Game Show. Have you been paying attention? Of course you've been paying attention. 
but I will now give you five questions. And of course, your job is to answer them no matter where you are. You can be at home, you can be in the car, you can be in your treehouse. Are you ready? Here we go. Question number one. What does goldenes dachel mean? That's right, golden roof. Oh, that's not made of gold. <laughs> All right, let's check out question number two. How long did it rain during the flood? That's right, 40 days and 40 nights. That's a lot of rain. All right, here we go with question number three. True or false? Noah closed the door of the ark. That's right, false. God closed the door and sealed it shut. Oh. All right, here we go to question number four. About how many eggs per day can a queen bee lay in the spring? That's right, about 3,000 eggs per day. Wow, that's impressive. All right, and let's go to our last question, question number five. True or false? The dark ages were a time when everyone thought the sun was at the center of the universe. Oh, that's right, false. They thought the Earth was the center of the universe. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, good job, everyone. And this time, though, it's time to reveal the answer to our brain teaser. All right, hopefully you've had enough time to think about it, consult some friends, consult some families. Of course, I will tell you the brain teaser one last time, last chance to figure it out. Here it is. And of course, this was sent to us from Ethan in San Diego. This is what he sent. What can talk but can't whisper? The answer, a parrot. <laughs> That's right, parrots can't whisper. <laughs> they technically can't talk either, right? At least they mimic like they're talking. Oh, but that's a good one. That really made us think. Thank you so much, Ethan, for sending that in. And remember, if you have one, go to the form on the website and send it in. And lastly, before we finish our showtime together today, we must reveal the answer to the what's it? What was that sound we heard? Of course, we know that it was a bird. The question is, what kind of bird? All right, one last chance to see if you can figure it out. So here is that sound again. All right, that's it. Time to reveal the answer. That bird sound came from a robin. Yeah, robin. Oh, I wonder how many of you guys got that one right. Ooh, good job. Let's see how you do, though, in the next episodes. What's it? Well, I can't believe that our time is up. Remember, seek out the truth in everything and never settle for the enemy's lies about where we came from. And like Noah, keep trusting God in everything, especially when things seem kind of scary. <laughs> On those days, trust him even more. And lastly, as we learned with Copernicus, let's always remember that the real center of the universe is our amazing God who loves you and created you. Love God, love others, and change the world. See you next time here on God's Great Earth.